Welcome. You're listening to the How to Make a Life podcast. If your life isn't going as planned and you have no idea what to do next, this is the right podcast for you. I'm licensed clinical social worker and life coach Cheryl Wolverton, and I help women answer the question, how do I do this when life disrupts their plans? Join me as I share suggestions, tips, and knowledge I've gained in helping my clients not only face and cope, but thrive in all areas of well-being in their lives. Let's discover how to make and create the beautiful and healthy life you deserve. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the How to Make a Life podcast, and welcome to the month of June. I'm your host, Cheryl, and I want to thank you again for choosing to spend a few minutes with me today. I also want to thank all of you who've shared with me personally and via messages that you're listening and that you've enjoyed the previous episodes. Trust me, it truly does mean a lot to anyone who is creating content to hear from their audience. So I continue to encourage you, let me know if you like what you're hearing. Let others know if you like what you're hearing or what you're reading. My hope in producing and sharing either a podcast or writing a blog post is that even if the words I share impact only one person, then what I have done is worthwhile. So once again, thank you. I'm going to be honest, I am recording this episode the night before I have planned on sending it out. I had an earlier podcast recorded with the same name, but it just didn't feel right. So I am right now going off the top of my head, very brief outline, and just going to ask you guys to consider a really deep question. And that question is, how are you making and living your life? Now, I know in some ways this goes back to the very first episode that I shared uh, stating, are you existing or living? But I truly feel that after the events of the past, it feels like forever, but the past three, four months, the events of the past week in our country, It is a great time for you and I to do some reflection and review. And just remember that it gets really easy to fall into a pattern of living that doesn't necessarily enhance our lives. Now, I first came up with this question, how are you making and living your life? After reading the front page of the New York Times uh, that was published on Sunday, May the 24th. Now, this is where they published a thousand names from around the country of those who died of COVID. And each of those names was given about half a sentence that was taken from their obituary to describe them, to describe their life. Now, the thousand names at that point was about 10 percent of the 100,000 that have died of COVID in the United States. Now, I do know that we are now over 100,000 deaths from COVID. The second instance um, that got me to thinking last week was when a very good friend of mine called to tell me that her husband had been diagnosed with small cell lung cancer. And I want to go ahead and add that he had not been feeling that sick. This cancer was found just on a regular um physical x-ray. He was changing physicians and the physician said, let's just do everything. 
and this is how they found small cell lung cancer, and it's stage four. If you're not familiar with the staging of cancer, stage four is extremely severe. We know that it has likely metastasized to other areas of his body. And my friend and I just, we both cried a little as she told me um, just the story leading up to the diagnosis. But what really got me, and I think also got her as she shared it again, was she said he turned to her after he got the diagnosis and they were talking about the different treatments and some of the treatments he's not eligible for. And he looked at her and he said, I'm not ready to leave you yet. So each of these has just, they led me to start looking inward. And for those of you who do not know, I am a former hospice and palliative care counselor. My job uh, as a palliative social worker and counselor at a hospital was to truly meet with patients and families and walk them through their options, um, what the prognosis may be of the different options. And my role was to truly just guide them and be there as a support. And I respected whatever decisions that they made. I'm also going to throw in here now, one of the reasons that I re-recorded this uh, on Monday night before that it comes out on Tuesday morning is simply because of all of the protests that are going on in our country, the racial injustice that's happening. There's just such turmoil and there's just such strong emotion all over the place. And what do we do with that? I had a coaching call with the group that I'm in today, and we did all kind of discuss, you know, what are we supposed to say or do? I mean, we're coaches. It feels kind of ingenuine or feels kind of odd maybe to promote our business and, hey, let let me help you improve your life. But at the same time, and I hate to fall back into what was being said during the initial stages of COVID, this is the best time to change your life. Um, during a crisis is when we are often just forced to change things that aren't going well. And I guess today that's where I want to either leave it or maybe explore a little bit is what the hell are we doing with our lives? And I'm not here to say that living one way or another way is right or wrong. Now, I always tell my clients, I'm going to stress what's healthy and what's unhealthy. If you're doing things that are harming your body, if you're doing things that are harming other people, no, that's not the way that you want to live. But maybe you have a nice, content life, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, I am a trained social worker. Um, Now, my husband often jokes and says I'm not the traditional social worker, Um, But at my core, I'm an advocate. I advocate for those um, who don't have. I advocate for those who can't speak for themselves. And the truth is, there are actually many of you listening to this who probably have a hard time speaking for yourself also. And one of my roles as a coach is to be your advocate, to be your cheerleader, to let you know that you can make changes and you can live a different life if you're not happy with where you're at. As a hospice and palliative counselor, I heard a lot of stories over the years. And unfortunately, a lot of those stories were of regret. Um, 
it's true. The cliche that they say that on your gravestone, it's never going to say, hey, I wish I'd worked more. Uh, because that's one of the things that I always gathered from the patients and families that I worked with was there were regrets in regards to what they didn't do. You know, the the priorities were maybe misaligned. And I, I always like to tell a few of the stories. And, and one of them that really stands out to me was it happened in the emergency department uh, of our hospital. And he was 65 years old and was planning to retire from a factory job in about three months. And and he was working at a very well-paying factory. And one of the reasons he'd stayed was because the pay was really good. But he was extremely unhappy. And as I said, three months before he died, he um, had a massive heart attack. And when they brought him to the hospital, they were able to revive him. But I think that they you know, had to do CPR and, on him multiple times. Uh, by the time my team, the palliative care team, met with the family, the reality is he was never going to live off of a ventilator without artificial nutrition. And, you know, we stood around the bed with his wife and two of his daughters, and they talked about, this is unfair. This is a man who, you know, he kept waiting for someday, you know, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to go, you know, buy a boat and we're going to go fishing and I might move to Florida to be closer to my grandchildren. And he didn't get that chance. And so we, there was a sense of unfairness there. Um, there's the unfairness in someone who's murdered. Their life is taken needlessly. Uh, there's the car accident victim. There's so many things that make one stop and think, okay, am I living my life? If it were to end today, is this how I want it to end? Like I said, these are some deep thoughts for you all. And as I said in the very beginning, if this helps just one of you maybe to take a step back and to consider how you are living and if it's the way that you really want to live, then I hope, no, I don't hope, I know then that I have done what I needed to do with this podcast episode. So some of the things I want you to consider, you know, take a step back from your life. And if I were to look at how you're living, are your behaviors telling me what your priorities are? For instance, there's so many people who say my family is my first priority, my family is my first priority, but yet they are working 60 plus hours a week or they are always going to do a committee meeting or a, another event. And although they're saying their family's a priority, their family's truly getting limited amount of their time. There's also a lot of people who keep saying, well, I want to live a healthy life. But at the same time, these are individuals who are eating processed food. They're overdosing on sugar. Maybe they're spending the weekends binging on alcohol. And so if I'm looking at how they're living their life, I'm not necessarily going to feel that they are, you know, that's who they are. When I ask people to consider how they're living, I do ask them to look at the, the whole being, their physical health, their emotional health. And emotional health is, is actually something that a lot of us don't take into consideration. 
I think that sadly we do know that anxiety and depression affect, I think the last stats I got, like 20 million people um, are living with anxiety and or depression. And I think what happens is that we just learn to live with that level of emotional pain and struggle. And then we don't realize that it's not supposed to be that way. I've met women who have lived with anxiety since the the time they hit elementary school and that no one's ever really helped them recognize that it's not supposed to be this way. The same way with depression. There's so many people who they are functioning with depression, but they're not happy. They're miserable. Their days are dragging. And those are the ones who sometimes just feel like they're existing because they think this is as good as it gets. It's not going to get any better. I ask people to look at financially, how are you doing? You know, are you um, living paycheck to paycheck? If you are, are you having to pay off debts because you've been shopping too much to try to fill a void to make you happy? Or do you have, unfortunately, a habit like, like gambling that's taking your money? You know, I, you know, encourage people to think about that. Why, you know, what am I doing financially? Another thing to consider is what are your relationships like? Are you in a happy marriage? Uh, do you have a great friend set that you can get support from? Or have you isolated yourself? Uh, something that I find from a lot of individuals, and particularly a lot of women who maybe their children have graduated high school or graduated college and they've moved out, is they suddenly don't have any friends or they because the people that they were around all the time were other moms but now they've lost that core interest of their kids and so they're not necessarily making the time um, to get together and that'll be another episode in the future that I'll talk about the, the struggle of making friends as an adult but I think that it's always important to think about who's in my life that is a support system um, that I can lean on that's there for me now, the same thing may be, though, you may have friends that are draining you, that are toxic, and they're not healthy, and they're not good for you, and maybe you need to set some boundaries and create a new friendship. Another thing I ask people to think about is your environment. Do you like your home? Do you like where you work? Do you even like your car? I mean, what are your surroundings like? I work with a lot of people, and they can have very large homes, and I particularly had one recently, and she shared with me, I have all this space, and I don't like any of it. I'm just not really happy. And actually, one of her homework assignments was to actually make a space of her own um, that she felt comfortable in. You know, I tell people, I don't care. It can be just a cushion on your couch, but you, we all need that space that's for us. Or it can be outside. It can be whatever it needs to be. Another thing I want to ask you guys is what are you feeding yourself? Now, not are you just feeding yourself from a food perspective, but from an emotional, intellectual perspective. Um, so many times we are filling our minds and our bodies with junk. And I tell people that our brains feed on what we give it. Now, I know that right now um, many of us have overdosed on social media and on the news and sometimes we just keep going back to it and back to it because we you know what's happening now what's happening what's happening now what you and I have to do though is recognize there's a time and a place for when we receive information 
and set strict boundaries on where we're getting the information from and how often we're receiving that information. Realize if you are subconsciously throughout the day always looking at a headline or hearing the latest news or seeing the the latest social media scroll, then your brain is just constantly feeding on it. It's just like a, you know, a continuous like V. That's not necessarily nourishing your brain. So what's your brain supposed to do with what you feed it? I'll hit a little bit more though in regards to what are you physically feeding your body from a nutrition and food perspective is that please be aware of what you're eating. You know, um, food truly does impact our mood and how we live and how we feel. And oftentimes, I know particularly over the last three months, um, many of us have craved carbs and sugar and all the stuff that is truly not good for us. But I oftenly, I will often joke and say, hey, nobody ever found comfort in a piece of lettuce. Except for sometimes, you know what, lettuce and a great salad is pretty good. And that's something that I've learned um, over the years. Another thing to consider is, what are you passionate about in life? Now, I hate using the word passionate because or passion because I, I feel like it's overused. And then people who think they don't have a passion feel, okay, there's something wrong with me because I have no passion. What I want you to consider, though, is what do you really feel strongly for? Or, you know, what do you stand up for? And, and particularly as we think about the protests that are going on, um, you know, do, do you stand up for the belief that you have? Um, are you passionate about something else in the world? As I say about myself, I will first and foremost always be a grief counselor. I am passionate about sharing with the world that you can go through tremendous loss and still live a really wonderful, great life. I'm also passionate in regards to that death is not something to fear, that death is going to happen to all of us. And I believe in helping someone who's terminally ill to live in peace um, and enjoy their last days. So, I'm going to go back to when I said, if I look at how you're living your life, would I know where your priorities are? And that is sometimes a great place uh, to step back and check ourselves. As I said, making and living a life is going to be different for each of us. Um, And I'm not here to say, once again, that one is right and one is wrong. But what is truly important for you and for me is that we are being conscious of our days, that we are not letting Monday flow into Tuesday and Tuesday flow into Wednesday. And then the next thing you know, it's Saturday and we think, where did the week go? And then we think, where did the month go? Um, It's taking stock of your time. Now, I do think that each of us would certainly live differently if we were told we only had 30 days left to live. We would certainly make different decisions. We would likely do different things. Or maybe we wouldn't. Maybe if you were to go to the doctor today and they unfortunately told you that you had a terminal condition, maybe you could step back and say, okay, I've done what I need to do. And 
I think that that's something that we could all hope for in our lives. So as I said, I am not following a script for this episode. I'm only doing an outline and I'm going to hope that this episode makes sense. Um, I think initially when I started doing this podcast, I'd hope I could just sit down to a microphone and talk. And then it was taking me far too long to um, get anything recorded. So what do I want you to take away from this episode? I think the main premise I want you to walk away with is to know if you're not happy with your life, you can make changes. You can change your health. You can change your job. You can change your relationships. You have the ability to make changes. Now, many times I hear people say, it's too late. I'm too old. It's never going to happen. But I truly do believe that most things are possible and that it really isn't too late. I've been saying over the past few years to a lot of my clients when they make those comments to me is if you and I could live to be 100 and one of us is getting ready to turn 50, I want you to consider that you have 50 years left to live. And what are those 50 years going to look like? I think because of modern medicine and the way in which life is being able to be prolonged and that fortunately a lot of us are able to stay healthy longer, that we are living differently. So as I finish this episode, I'm going to be honest with you that I don't know what I would want my sentence or half a sentence to say if I were to die and it was taken from my obituary. I'm still working on it. And all that I know is I'm certainly not through living. I'm not through learning new things. I'm not through growing. I'm not through being a coach and a guide and sharing my own experiences with the world. And I hope that I am fortunate enough to have a longer life and that when that one sentence might be taken, it speaks volumes. So before I go today, I do want to let you know as we enter the summer months, I am excited to invite you to join me starting June 15th for my weekly summer living challenge. And I suppose it's not really a challenge. It's more of a guide. Over the 12 weeks of summer, and it's going to take us through the last week that goes right into Labor Day, I will be providing short suggestions to try on improving your overall mental and physical health and hopefully providing you with the foundation of creating the life that you want to live. I can promise you that these are going to be very simple and easy to incorporate into your life. And by the time we make it to Labor Day, you are going to have a really good foundation and I promise that you will see a difference in your daily life. And who knows, there may be some other rewards along the way if you follow me. So please make sure you follow me on Instagram at How to Make a Life and my Facebook page for the weekly challenge suggestions and tips. And you can use the hashtag How to Make a Life Summer. So my hope is that we can all um, have a really great summer and really just start living lives the way that we want to live. So I do want to thank you for taking the time to really, it feels like I ramble, but 
I hope that this has impacted you in at least one small way. If it has, please just let me know. I would love to hear from you. But until our next episode, I want you to stay well and stay healthy and take care of you. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client or as a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.